Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This production is meant to provide you meaningful support to find great careers faster. Whether you're working or not. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're talking about how to network when you're desperate. I have uh, quite a bit of experience with this. Having been laid off uh, we both five do, or six really. times, yeah. It, well, you got five or time. six, I got four. Yeah, it, it's been interesting how that comes up. And admittedly, some periods of unemployment have been quite short, but others have lasted a lot longer than I was comfortable doing. And desperation, uh, the, the time that I was unemployed for a period of years, uh, yeah, I was desperate. The, the topic is important to me because I know others go through this. It is a tough time. Being unemployed is probably one of the hardest things, especially if you're unemployed for a long period. It's going to be one of the hardest things you will ever encounter. Mm. Uh, I would put it up there with divorce, because mm. I can talk about that too, about uh, bankruptcy, uh, there are a whole bunch of life experiences that are really, really negative. And being unemployed for a long period of time is going to rank pretty high on a list. Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you I hated it. I absolutely well, we all do. hated it. And I think the, the emotions that go through and the, the pariah and the... Uh, yeah. The moniker of unemployed and, oh, you're out of work. You know, right. all those conversations I, are still fresh in my mind. Yes. There's a lot of judgment involved. And most of the time, and something we'll touch on by the end of this conversation, is that most of that judgment is internal. It's how we feel about ourselves, whether it's at this age, I shouldn't be unemployed. I should be preparing for retirement, whatever that is, the that judgment is often worst internally and it's not actually coming from other people if you're in a position where you really really i mean really need a job we suggest go get a job yeah any and, job and and that sounds rather flippant but the idea is there are people out there hiring right now. I have driven by a number of places, the Metropolitan Transit Authority here in Portland called TriMet. Uh, they, uh, most of their buses have, TriMet is hiring. Uh, I've seen uh, postings out front of um, Home Depot recently mm -hmm. that they are hiring. There are jobs out there and it's not necessarily going to be a career. It's not necessarily going to be something you're going to be uh, passionate about and loving it. And they treat you exactly the way you've always wanted to be. It, it may not be like that, but there are advantages. It's taking, a stepping stone. Yes. It really is just a stepping stone to something better. And they know that this is yeah, going to be a stepping that, stone. That's why they pay what they pay. And yeah. that's why their jobs are open is because they're high turnover. All those things are true. Right. But for you, the benefit is that my mind now is released from that fear, that anxiety, that worry. How am I going to earn a living? Right. Or where am I, where's my next paycheck going to come from? Right. And it may be a situation where the job you have to take doesn't pay enough. And we understand that too. And you may need to take a second job. And none of that necessarily feels good. But I'm going to suggest that unemployment takes a bigger hit on your self-esteem than taking that, that gap job. The gap job may not be able to provide everything that your real job, whatever that might be, uh, would would provide for, but 
but it is you're not going to take the same kind of hit on your self-esteem and that will have much longer effects than taking that temporary position yes we mean any job that means the first one that comes along you should probably just take it and it's an income source whatever it takes to get that job we suggest you go take right. it uh, now you can certainly use a lot of the techniques we've talked about to find these kind of jobs mm -hmm. And appearing in an employer's place of business, ready to work, is probably the most direct way to get there. Right. And and the research on these gap jobs is pretty easy to do. You, you want to walk into any of these organizations knowing who they are, what they do, why they do it, and what makes a good fit within their organization. Because you're far more likely to land a gap job with some knowledge of the organization. So it at least appears, if not being reality, that you're enthusiastic about it on some level. It's okay to be desperate. It is. I, I think you need to really say, yes, I'm desperate. I wouldn't shout it to the world, Indeed. but it's something you should admit at least to yourself, and there's nothing wrong with that. People have been there. You've been there, Scott. I know I've been there. I had a period of time where I was like, oh my gosh, I was unemployed and I had a family. I had just bought in a house and the company I was working for laid me off. And so I was unemployed and I was staring at Christmas, literally, because this was in November. Mm. So imagine it's November. I just bought a house. I was, you know, ready to get married, have kids and all that. Uh, and I didn't have a job. Yeah, that's tough. But before we started recording, you made a point to to really take stock in really how bad is it? Because often it's our fear that's telling it us that it's as bad as, as it might be, when in fact the, the reality may not be quite as dire. It may be important, but take stock of where you are. And I, I like that from a sense of being mindful. Mindfulness is really a state of being as opposed to just getting your information together. So if you're taking that approach to this moment of desperation, you can also start to think about how do I sound how desperate do I sound when I'm talking to other people? And as we start to get into the networking aspect of this, how we sound does play a part. So there are things that we want to sort of help plant some seeds on to, to see if we can't get a different sound while we're feeling desperate. So think about this for a second. What Scott really and I are really saying is, yes, you can be desperate and yes, you can admit that to yourself but you don't have to sound desperate. right? And so this is something that you can actually practice, that you can rehearse, that you can build confidence again in presenting yourself as a solution to somebody's problem. And I think networking is better when, number one, if you're desperate and, and really desperate, that you take a job, then you relieve some of that desperation. right? You build a little bit of confidence. You demonstrate to people that you're actually working if yep. you choose to share that with somebody, I mean, you don't have to. Oh, well, but I, um, again, uh, I think being able to tell somebody, hey, I'm working, but I'm looking for something else. That also is something they can relate to. But the advantage of admitting, yes, I work at, you know, the grocery store uh, and it's a gap job, but that's where I'm working right now. And I, I'm, I'm doing well there and I'm looking for information or advice about this other idea that I've got, whether it's to get back into my real career or maybe something new, 
and you've taken the pressure off the other person. So it, it, it is an advantage to you either way. The first step in talking to people about your desperation is to find those individuals, where whether it's somebody in your family, a spouse, a sibling, whatever, one of your parents, you, you need an outlet. You may be the type where you process by talking things through. So you definitely need someone that you can confide in who is not going to sugarcoat anything. They'll be able to help you to accept what the situation is, to hold up the mirror, to say, well, this is how you're coming across, all that stuff. If you're the type to keep it in, you still need an outlet. It's just that conversation is going to look different. But the idea that of keeping it all inside and putting on a show, it's going to wear you out. It takes a it lot of energy to do that. Mm -hmm. So find an outlet, some place or person or way to release the mm -hmm. frustrations, the anxiety, and everything that comes with that desperation. You got to have an outlet. You may be fooling others, but you're really only fooling yourself if you do that. Yeah, right? if you if keep, you it, keep it all bottled in yep. and you don't let it out. And so having trusted advisors or people that you know, or job seekers groups, we run one and, and believe me, everything there is an open book. There's nothing that none of us haven't also been through that other people haven't experienced too. So you're not alone, first of all, right? Right. There's plenty of people out there that you can confide in yes. that are gonna know where you're coming from. Right, and when somebody says, oh, you can't be desperate, uh, guess what? I am, mm -hmm. right? That's not really the advice that's going to help you. But I love what you're saying. Get to those groups where people share your sense of not necessarily desperation, but of the importance of, of making progress. The chances of finding, um, finding the nuggets that are going to help you get to your next step are greater when you have that, that support group behind you. And in this process, what you're going to identify, I think, is your identity. And the challenge we have when we're desperate is we think that's our identity. It might be what we're feeling, but it isn't truly our identity. Our right. identity lies in our skills, our strengths. And yes, we may be unemployed, but that doesn't mean that somebody didn't pay us right. for our skills and strengths before, which means if they did, they'll pay us for it again. And if you are the type where you are driven by your passions of, for a specific kind of work, whatever that might look like, your, your dream job, that also, is, just because you're not getting paid to do that, if you have the ability to do volunteer work, even if it's not every day or every week, but it's regular so that people see you involved in the community, that also is going to play a very important part in how you talk about your job search. It's going to make a difference in how you sound. Know that you can identify yourself with other people in your networking situations as a solution to a problem rather than the internal feelings that you have. Right. Uh, and so focus more on the communication and the asking of questions, and we'll actually give you um, a free resource to help you with this. It's called the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation that helps keep you focused on the framework rather than the feelings that you're, you're having. Uh, we've said it before, you'll, you'll see it in the, the notes, the discussion on having something, some project to work on, so that as you, especially in this moment, if you're feeling desperate and somebody says, so what do you do? It's a question 
not only do we usually hear, but often we ask, right? Oh, mm -hmm. So what do you do? Because it gives us a context of that person's world, at least some insight into it. When you don't do something, you don't have that job that you can talk about, it, whatever your project is or whatever you're passionate about, if that's what you can talk about and you're asking them for information on it, you're keeping yourself out of that sense of desperation. It may be running in the background, but that's where it needs to be is in the background. Talk about the things that get you charged up. Well, and people are likely more understanding than you think. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people out there that have been through the same process you've been through. Uh, the average tenure today, and it's decreasing on the job market with a company is 46 months. So the odds that somebody you run into in a networking situation has been in your situation is actually fairly high. Yeah. Uh, so don't think that you're the only one. You're not alone. Going into these networking situations, you may run into people, yes, that don't have time, but that's not because you're unemployed, okay? Right. It's because they're busy and they don't see the value in what you're asking for. So if we change those two things, the value and what we're asking for, they might be open to a conversation. Sure. Something else you just brought to my mind is the idea that those who have been through these moments of desperation are usually quick to share that so that they're making that connection with you pretty much out of the gates. The chances are much better that those who do that are the ones that you can open the door a little more to talk about that sense of desperation because they may have some ideas that actually help you get out of it. But tread carefully there at first. Don't assume that just because somebody says that they've been through something similar that now you can unload on them because oversharing is still an issue. The main reason that we're sharing this with you is to overcome your disbelief and your resistance to networking because you're unemployed. Right. And so we're giving you all these reasons, all of this positive affirmation, right? So that you can get out there and actually meet with people. So before you go to these in, into a meeting where you're going to be talking to somebody, there are some things that are out there and I, I don't have references off the top of my head, but I, a simple Google search would probably uh, bring up quite a bit. But the idea of different things that you can do to seem more confident or to feel better uh, before you go into this. And one of them that I, I remember was you take two minutes to take a very strong physical stance. Your feet are apart, you're standing up tall, your hands are on your, your hips, mm. and you're, you're looking very strong. And you hold that position, preferably in front of a mirror, for two minutes. Yeah, I've actually had people tell me uh, I can think of two off the top of my head that uh, they did it and it works. Yeah. So there are different things that we can do to prepare ourselves for these these conversations. Yeah. Another one is talking about spin, how we spin our experience so that it sounds enthusiastic rather than desperate. We're not talking about manipulation here, mm -hmm. but there's always something that you can talk about enthusiastically. And if you can tie that to the position you're you're in where you know, you're know you interviewing for that gap job, these are the kinds of things that I really get passionate about. So for me, if I were to take a, a stock position uh, where I'm interacting with customers at a home improvement Store. outlet, yeah. one of the things that I can talk about is that I really enjoy connecting with people and helping them find solutions to their issues in the moment. Mm -hmm. I can totally do that at the Home Improvement Center. Yeah. Is that really the job I want to do for the rest of my life? Maybe not. 
but it might be something I do in my retirement if I ever get there. <laughs> I, the guy who's holding me at my new front door is exactly that. He retired from an engineering position, and now he's working in that department at the, the home store, and bully for him. Yeah. You know? But Happy the idea is you, joy. you can find enthusiasm in spite of it being starting in, in desperation. That's right. And so think about all the things that you're feeling Put those out on paper and just let them be. I think sometimes we, we try to bottle these things in, but getting them outside of yourself and onto paper or into some other container allows you then to open up yourself to do some of the things Scott and I are talking about. In fact, I've seen that um, along the lines of what you said about standing up, you know, kind of like the Superman pose. Right. Um, some of the treatments they're now experimenting with for depression is having people stand in front of a mirror and just physically smiling. Yeah. Forcing a smile for right. two minutes. Right. Actually improved their outlook. I, I remember hearing somebody talking about this where at first they felt, oh, this is just so lame. And it's, how could this possibly work? And then when they stuck with it, they started making fun of the process. And this is just so stupid. I'm going <laughs> to smile here. And, and what they found in retrospect was they were laughing. Uh-huh. They were able to find humor in the moment. That skill in and of itself is going to help you deal with desperation. Yeah. It can't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can, but we won't go there. Yeah. But that's something you can reflect on of and laugh at. And I can laugh at it now, but at the time, I know. You know, when I'm taking two and three jobs, trying to make ends meet and small babies at home and we're doing daycare in the house. I mean, all these things we did Yes. Uh, to get through that period. But yeah. I can look back now and say, it couldn't get any worse than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, than that. It, but it could. Well, But now I laugh about exactly. it. Exactly. And that's the point. We Everything in life is temporary. The good things don't last, but neither do the bad. Try to keep yourself moving emotionally in that direction. It is tough. We get it. We've been there. But remember, you are not alone. We can commiserate when that's important and we can help push when that's important mm -hmm. there are people in your lives that can serve both of those functions take advantage of their presence get them involved have them be the listening ear and have them push you when you need it and if they miss the timing just let them know they'll be okay yeah but they are not judging you as hard as you're judging you here's what we'd like you to do now is that if you go to jobseekersradio.com forward slash 037, that's where you'll find the show notes. On that page, there's actually a spot to leave a comment. And we would just like to hear from you. If you're going through something and you need support and you just need an outlet to share, go ahead and share it on that site. I would be perfectly happy just to have that as a place that's safe for you to go and share what you're going that's through. That's great. Yeah, and if you have ideas on things that you have done when you've been in that situation, or if you're in there now and you're finding things that are working, write that too, because that way we can pass that along to others with some new ideas on how to how to beat this this sense of desperation. Because we're a community. Yeah, we're you, a community. We're here to support you, but we're also here to support each other. 
Right. And as we see people downloading these podcasts and and getting involved in this community, we we're seeing the numbers grow. You are not the only ones dealing with this. So avail yourselves of that support group. We we want to participate with you. And as promised, on that same page, you will find a free resource. It's called The Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. The, I think it's four episodes that we t- put together. So that's, it's a four-chapter ebook that walks you through all of the components, the framework, so that you can make sure that when you are desperate, that you have a framework to rely on that, that's going to bring you positive results. Right. Feel free to reach out to us. Um, there's also iTunes. We'd love for you to go to iTunes, give a rate and a review of this podcast, and you'll find the ability to download others as well. So help us get involved in helping you, and you can help others by um, providing your feedback as well. Well, this is Andrew. And I'm Scott. Until next time, it may be bad now, but it will get better. Take care, everybody.